0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: This is the Body of Christ Church, inviting you to our virtual living room, where we discuss today's issues and how those issues relate to the Holy Scriptures. So, sit back, relax, and engage in conversation with us. Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. The Most High in the Name of Christ bless you. I am Josiah, and welcome to our virtual living room where we examine recent events and other topics as they pertain to the Holy Scriptures. We give all praises to the Most High in Christ, and we give thanks for God's generous mercy, grace, and forgiveness. At this time, I'd like to introduce to you the brothers that are with me today in the virtual living room. We have first off Brother Kazakia.
2: Hey, shalom, brothers and sisters out there who are all listening. As well as the brothers on the panel Most high in the name of Christ, bless all And I'm definitely uh, appreciative to the Lord to be back
1: To, uh, to deal with this uh, subject matter Alright, also i like to introduce To you, Brother Ioana, son.
3: Yes, um, good evening to all uh, Most high in the name of Christ, bless you all And that's it And like to also
1: Introduce uh, Brother Kabar
4: And strong brothers and sisters Most high in the name of Christ, bless his servants Glad to be back on the show, and definitely looking forward to the edification of this topic and like manner going into last week's topic.
1: Well, uh, brothers, uh, as, as you're well aware, uh, the topic this week has to deal with the career woman, which is basically a sequel to last week's program on the career man. And Kabar, what I'm going to ask you for in a, in a couple of moments, if you would, uh, to give us a couple of definitions, one on career, and the other one is something you brought out last week, Careerism. Um, so basically, what we're going to uh, discuss today, we're going to go over, kind of recap a little bit from last week's program to kind of lead into this week's program, and we're going to bring out the reason why we're doing that. And then we're going to speak in turn, speak about uh, the career woman as an individual uh, and how those career decisions affect her as an individual, and how those decisions affect her family and also her community. So, <clears throat> Kabar, if you would, uh, could you give us a definition for career? All right. Let talk about career. What does that mean?
4: All right, career, uh, this is according to dictionary.com. It says, an occupational profession, uh, especially one requiring special training, uh, followed as one's life work. Okay, now that's the important part, when it says followed as one's life work. Uh, no, the second one is a, pr- a person's progress or general course of action through life or through a phase of life, as in some profession or undertaking, uh, success in profession, occupation, uh, a course. Um, so so pretty much that's it, but mm-hmm. the, the definitions one and two, an occupational profession, especially one re- uh, requiring special training, followed, as one's life work, okay. In the second definition, a person's progress or general course of action through life, or through a phase of life, as in some profession or undertaking. Okay,
1: so that, that pretty much uh, goes to any type of work. that you have you're a doctor, you're a factory worker, production line worker, or if you are you you, you provide uh, cleaning services. Uh, if, if you're doing that as your life's work, then that would be considered your career, correct? Um, well, now that to a certain de- de- to a certain
4: degree, but remember, in the first definition, it tells you an occupational profession, especially one requiring special training. Uh, mm-hmm. Followed as one, so when you do, we're talking about special training. You normally, in cases like as far as a career, you're dealing with something that either requires uh, higher levels of education and an ongoing, continuing type of education. Uh, That's what distinguishes something, um, a job from a career. You know, a job is basically, you know, uh, some kind of work you do that doesn't require special training. You know, Mm -hmm. just the longer you can follow some simple instructions, you can do that job. Uh, Mm -hmm. A career is something where you have to combine a certain specific set of skills in order to continue forward and to grow in that that field of profession and also undergoing continual uh, education and heightening of one's abilities and uh, knowledge in that field.
1: Well, it sounds sounds like what you're bringing out is that you're not going to have a career as a fry cook at McDonald's. No, you're not. (laughs) Okay. All right, the second thing, the other definition that you brought up last week was the one about careerism. What's, What's the difference between having a career and careerism? Um I
4: believe you're referring to career risk. Career Okay. Yes. That's,
1: That's right. the one
4: we, the one we broke up um or the one we um spoke about last week. Uh hold on one second. Let me just pull this pull this one up for you.
1: Um okay. It was, you know that it's important to understand because uh when we uh talk about certain characteristics surrounding careers, I think that term that you used, rather than going and elaborating explaining that characteristic we just use that term we just establish that up front exactly what that means, and we just call it careers from you know going forward
4: okay um, you know what it's not uh. Let let me come back to that in just one second because
1: it's not pulling up the one that we had last week. Sure sure thing. um, Kazakia, last week, you know, of course, the program was on the career man. Uh, Would you mind kind of giving us just a a small recap of uh, some of the things that were discussed, you know, summation of what was discussed and uh, what was kind of concluded about the career man as it pertains to the scriptures? Right. Um, well, uh, last week we discussed,
2: uh, we, just, we discussed careers, the career man, the, uh, career is the definitions of those two, uh, as well as, uh, you know, we also discussed in brief the different, well, not exactly the difference, probably the wrong word for me to use, but we, we definitely discussed uh, what the what. Uh, the career man does or what it, what he is about or what are his focuses and his goals we talked about uh, basically also we talked about you know what the, the repercussions or oh, we alluded to the repercussions of, of of the career man as far as what his goals or his focus is, is, is on his career then of course the family, if he has one, that, 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 that suffers. We also talked about um, where does one draw the line between the, the, the career and service to the Lord? And we, we, we also, uh, also surmise from that that every man has to draw that line for himself, uh, like the scripture mm-hmm. tells us, uh, that uh, we all have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. So every man and woman, uh, they, they have to draw that line for themselves if they have if they have that career uh, in, in in which you know a lot of time is spent at the job or, or out in the field or traveling whatever the case may be they have to draw that line all right I will not pursue this to this point or I'm at this point I don't need to go any further because my uh, my service to the Lord will lack and you know my devotion to my family or my, my household will come uh, well well, basically, will be overthrown. So we talked about those things as well. One thing that uh, uh, I know that we want to really go back and, and more or less uh, emphasize again is the fact that if, if, if we put too much in our careers, then the Lord and our service or our responsibility to the Lord will lack. And by that, I, I, I'm referring to uh, into our, our work in the church, as far as us doing what we're supposed to do in the church, that will go lacking, and not only will that go lacking, our family lives and the family structure that will go lacking. Because if if, if let's just say, for instance, we have a a young man who, who's way up going going up corporate ladder, and uh, and he's going so far up corporate ladder, or he is so uh, so in hot pursuit of advancing the corporate ladder that now. His, uh, his family life is becoming, is, is becoming uh, untangled or uh, unstrung. Uh, he may have that wife that's, uh, that's now out of order, that's now doing things that she ought not do, or she uh, wife might not be uh, satisfied because he's on the job all the time, so now she's out outside or she's out pursuing other interests where her husband should be there to, uh, to satisfy those interests or to uh, satisfy her needs and so forth and so on. Same thing with the children, Uh, whereas once upon a time husband was home dealing with his children, teaching his children, children, instructing his children, correcting his children, now because he's so in hot pursuit up the corporate ladder that now the children are becoming out of order, they becoming delinquents, they becoming gremlins, they're not being taught what they should be taught, they're out in the street acting wild, being disrespectful, uh, to authority, so forth and so on. So there is a price. There is uh, indeed a severe consequence for that man, that career man, that's too too far focused and involved in, uh, uh, in uh, ascending the corporate ladder. So okay. basically the point is there must be a balance between the career. You, of course, you have to earn money to pay the bills, you know, to take care of your wife, to feed your wife and your children. There has to be a balance between that and of course, first and foremost, your responsibilities to the lord,
1: okay all right well, great, thank you brother uh you to yeah. uh Kazaki uh, has uh brought out a uh a number of things about the career man and how you know you can't have your focus on your career at, at sacrificing your duties to your family and he was kind of uh you know bringing out how that that uh those the symptoms of those uh of you uh, neglecting your duties at home uh, may surface in the behavior of your wife and your children. Could you give us some explicit examples? Because we know we've seen these examples time and time again in the media. Could you give us some examples of what exactly, explicit examples of what that looks like when those symptoms of the neglect, the husband or the, the father's neglect of his family and for the sake of career, what those uh, things look like? What type of things actually take place? What is the wife doing uh, that is symptomatic of this neglect? What, is the, what are the children doing that's symptomatic of uh, this man's neglect for the sake of his career?
3: Okay, when, when a man uh, neglects his duties in the house for the sake of his career, uh, type of things that would go on, for example, is um, you have unruly children. Um, what I mean by unruly children, Children that will not uh, follow your instructions. Why should they follow your instructions when you're never there? When you're never there, instilling and, and establishing what's what's got to be done. Okay. Um, okay. Now, exactly, right. what,
1: what I'm trying to find out. You know, like, give, give me an illustration. And, I know you you, you may not have like uh, like a news item or something, but you know, uh, give me like a hypothetical of what that would look like. You know, what exactly? For, a, for an example, would a child be doing? Would they be unruly, not following instructions, like, for example, the, the, you tell them, you leave homies and clean your room up, you get home and the room's not clean? Or is it something more severe than that?
3: Yeah, the most severe. The uh, the most severe is the commandments. Uh, if you're not there, and say your child, let's say you have a son and he starts stealing, okay? Um, the, the commandments that thou should not steal, but he's stealing mm-hmm. and doing all types of things um, with that death. You know, he's still in the house, yeah, in the house, okay. or he can go abroad, he can go to the mall with his quote unquote friends that he thinks That his friends, and mm-hmm. um, still there or, or anywhere at school or wherever he may be. You know, um, another one, um, he's out, um, because you're not there instructing him now, he has because he's growing up, and as a young man, you know, you start to look at girls, okay. But see, now, if you're not there, explain it to him, listen, you know, yes, you're going to look at girls, but, yes, there's more important things um, that you have to take care of now, meaning your your education, understanding of responsibility of, 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 of once getting a wife, okay? If you're not there teaching him that, he doesn't understand that that's a part of the whole package of not just looking at a woman, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's going out there – trying to fulfill the gratification of his flesh, not understanding that he's put himself in far worse um, um 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 anger and and waiting on the wrath of the Lord by doing those acts of fornication. You know, so but if you're not there teaching him that how will he know? If you are there constantly getting money, what good is that when your son just lost his soul?
1: That's a very good point because the world is definitely teaching something different. Kabar, what about the uh, the, the wife in a, in a relationship like this, when she has this, well, this husband that's really neglecting his duties at home? You know, what type of things might surface with her that would be symptomatic of him neglecting his duties? Well, you know, the scriptures talk about
4: uh, when you're dealing with the order that is supposed to be set up uh, in the household, and the scriptures talk about if the wife will learn anything, let her learn at home, you know, with that husband that husband is primarily set to be the example, both in word and deed, as far as the way of God, the path and direction that God is supposed to be taking, that family, that is supposed to be first and foremost exemplified in that man, okay? Mm -hmm. The things that he's saying are congruent and matching up with the things that he's doing, which are in turn matching up with what is written in the Bible. And so when they look at that man, they are able to see, this is what God wants us to do that plain and simple when they look at a husband, that man that woman, and those children are supposed to say that's what God wants us to do. so if he's setting the wrong example, saying the wrong things contrary to the scriptures, and living contrary to the scriptures, he is setting a bad example, which will in turn cause his household to fall, and in detail in turn causes children to exemplify the wrong uh attitude, the wrong behavior, and his
1: wife. Some of the things right, so see the- what this go ahead. With his wife then what would be like an explicit example you know uh would, would she just talk back to him? Is that what's going to happen? she's just not gonna only reason?
4: not only that the, the talking back you're talking about beginning to become unruly, beginning to uh move into transgressing other scriptures when you talk about just you know practical things, you're talking about uh the dietary law or you know laws regarding idolatry, things like that. We all come out of, ah, you know, out of this idolatrous world where they celebrate pagan holidays, so on and so forth. You may right. have a wife who may return to those types of things, who may begin to look at whether it's her family members or her friends, look at the, the pagan and idolatrous practices that they do and begin to gravitate towards that.
1: You may right. see a difference so, in the way that your wife dresses,
4: all all types of things
1: so now for for those people who might uh listen to this program and they don't understand what paganism means, they don't understand what idolatry means you know could you kind of break that down on a level where they can really understand exactly what it is you're talking about you know it's like give a specific explicit hypothetical example for example you know it's it's a you know uh you, you, are you talking about uh she, she's a, a celebrating Christmas for example, is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. When I say pagan, meaning anything
4: outside of the obedience to the High Commandments and and observing the things which he established in the Bible, everything outside of that is pagan, meaning established by, by man and unclean spirits that men have within them. Okay, that's pagan. Whether you're talking specifically the example of Christmas, you know, Easter, all of these practices come out of idolatry that man developed out of his own
1: depraved mind. That's what I mean by pagan. Okay, okay. Any any other things that, you know, I mean, things that you see in the community in a family that is re, that could potentially be a result of this, uh, I guess, careerist attitude? Do you, do you have a definition
4: for that yet? I do. We're dealing with a, a careerist-minded person or careerism, the words you mentioned earlier. Uh, this is from wikipedia.org. It tells you careerism is the overwhelming desire or urge to advance one's own career or social status, usually at the expense of other personal interests or social growth. Careerism is not simply the desire to succeed in the workplace. Careerist individuals are often seen as uh, conniving workers who will stop at nothing to succeed. Okay, so that, that's what that mind state is about. It's completely self-centered, egotistical uh, on what a person wants, what their lust is, and that is the only thing that matters or counts with them. Everything else is sub to the side and put on the back burner. When we deal, in a specific case that we're dealing in, we're talking about the Most High Commandments, his will, his desire for that person's life. That is sidelined so that they can
1: establish what they desire and want and pursue that instead. All right, well, let's get into talking about the uh, more specifically about the career woman. And let's take a look at a young woman who is just starting out on her career. And, you know, she's gone through uh, college, maybe even has a, a master's degree. You know, so she's obviously fits the definition for career because she's had some seriously specialized training in whatever field. She's a young woman, she's unmarried, she has no children. Um, is there any extent that she can go to with her career that would actually be prohibited by the scriptures? Is there a career direction that she could choose that would be prohibited? You know, uh, or is it all good? Is there, are careers as a whole, are they a bad thing? You know, that's what we want to find out about. So first thing, this young woman who's graduated, she has an MBA, is there any career path that she could choose? Well, first of all, uh, our careers as a whole are they a bad thing for young women now we have to remember what we read in the definitions
4: of a career remember a career is what one pursues as their life's work it is with their it's what their energy their desire what their focus is okay so right off the entire situation uh um, is is contrary or um uh, hostile toward the most high's commandments and direction that he actually wants a woman's life to go in. It, there is There is a balance in fitting it in, but not in the way that this world has
1: established careers, per se. Okay, now that brings about an uh, interesting question, Kazakia, uh, that you know, right out right out the rip, the fact that you are pursuing a career, it is in somewhat opposition to the scriptures somewhat, because we know we've got to work, okay? Uh-huh. But uh, the, the nature of career, because it, it does mean that you've, that you've invested a lot in pursuing a particular direction, you know, it, it, there's, there could potentially be a tendency to take away from the scriptures in that. But the thing is, the thing uh, that we're talking about, we're talking about a career woman. Is there any difference in, in that, a young woman who has an M- MBA, and a young man that has an MBA setting out? Is there any difference between the two of them?
2: No, uh, as far as I can see, no, there, there, there is, there is no difference between a, a young man setting out, uh, one to acquire things, and a young woman setting out one to acquire, one to acquire things and, and better him or herself. Now, what must be said is, uh, what must be said is this: of uh, the scripture that we, uh, we we talked about last week is uh, in Colossians chapter three. Uh, <clears throat> Starting at verse one, and I'm gonna read from verse one to verse two. But the point here is in verse two. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Verse two. Set your affection on things above, not on things not on things on the earth. Now, as far as this is concerned, uh, for those of us who are repenting in Christ. We're supposed to be seeking the kingdom of heaven. We're supposed to be seeking our salvation, going about working so that we, we be those righteous examples, we be more and more like Christ, and we're able to, te- we're able, excuse me, to teach and edify our people. Verse 2, set your, set your affection on the things above, not on the things on the earth. So we're supposed to be setting our, our, our affections or our desires on pleasing the most high. On, on more and more like his son Christ, or putting on those fruits of the Spirit and being those examples of Christ in the world, in other words, being light. Now, I would like to couple that with this so we understand something. We, we touched on it last week, again, uh, Ecclesiasticus chapter 11, verse 14. Prosperity and adversity, life and death, poverty and riches come of the Lord. So as far as that career man or that career woman is concerned, please keep in mind that whatever whatever that you get, whatever that you acquire, it all comes from the most high. It all comes from God Almighty. Do not put these things above God Almighty. Don't put your career, your ascension above the corporate ladder or your want to gain or a fit into a certain socioeconomic uh social economic bracket as far as income is concerned don't put that above the MoSai because most High is the one that gives us the, the ability to acquire these things the MoSai is the one that blesses us with these things so don't put these objects okay above the person who gives you who gives them to you don't do that if anything if you if you if you're that career man not a careerist but that career man or the career woman which we're talking about today Still, it remains the same. You have to draw that line between, okay, this is where I am in my career, but I want to go. I do not want to go to this point or this point because of the fact that if I do, then my service to the Lord will be lacking,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that that becomes idolatry.
1: Okay, uh, Kabar, uh, you you kind of alluded to the fact that you, you know inherit in, in, in having a career. Is this uh, tendency to be in opposition to the scriptures? Are you are you indicating at all that it is a an evil thing and that you should not ever pursue a career?
4: No, I'm I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, when you begin to pursue anything, okay, anything as your life's work, outside of what the Most High has established, your life's work. Or your life's focus is supposed to be—it's bad. Uh, Matthew six and thirty-three, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. If something—if you insert anything in between that, or you see, you begin to seek something else first, other than what the Most High has established your life for—that begins that you move into idolatry. That's a problem. The world's psychology, the world's definition of what a career is, and what Satan has fooled man into thinking is—well, listen. Don't seek the kingdom first and foremost. Hey, there's a career? Put your divert, divert your focus on this. Hey, how about seeking? You know, worldly attainments. That you know, seek that. See that. That's where the problem comes in. That let's get to, uh, but let's you know get to a focus on what is actually a woman. What, what was her purpose in her creation, and where does her focus supposed to revolve around and be and be focused on? Um, just to get some foundational things, Genesis 3:16. This is the heavenly Father, right, uh, who made the woman, and then, and then gave him gave the woman to the man. I, I started Genesis 2:18, and it said, "This is God," and the Lord, and the Lord God said, "It is not good that man should be, should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him, meaning proper for him." Jump down to verse 22 in chapter two of Genesis. It says. And the red which the Lord had taken from man, made he the woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of the man. Uh, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Jump down into Genesis chapter 3 and verse 16. So we're dealing with what is the focus of that woman's life really supposed to be as far as why God? created and made her in the first place. Uh, Genesis 3.16, unto the woman he said, this is the heavenly father, saying, given the woman a charge, a direction in life. It says, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception because of the sin. Okay? And it says, and sorrow shalt thou bring forth children. Now here's the point. And thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Okay? So that's one of the focal points of that woman's life. But there's other things that the scriptures tell us to focus on. You can go to Titus chapter two and verse four, dealing with the woman and what her focus is supposed to be. Other things could be included to enhance that focus, to help that focus, but it's not supposed to be included to divert or or change that focus. That's what we're dealing with. Titus chapter uh, just two more verses. Titus chapter two verses four and five about the woman and that they teach. This is the older woman in the church what they teaching the young woman. And that they teach the young woman to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, meaning maintaining the household, managing the household. It says, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Now, when that focus change and that woman's direction change, she's going to get into a situation where the word of God is it can begin to be blasphemed. So you see how the how the conflict, how the world sets up careers to conflict with the true directions of a man or woman's life.
1: Okay. All right. Now, if if you're just listening in, we are discussing the career woman. We're discussing uh, the impact that a career will have upon uh, a woman as an individual, uh, a woman's family, and also a woman's community. Um, You you want to think. This woman as an individual person, you know, she's not married. She has no children. Uh, but she is, uh, by definition, she's involved in careerism. What are the potential pitfalls of being involved in careerism? You know, where she, you know, she she is just solely thinking about a career, at the sacrifice of other things around her. You know, she's she's an individual woman. You know, what kinds of symptoms would we see in her life in in the in the areas around her as an individual? Okay, uh, you
3: know that would be a problem um if if she was to be solely um um invest all her time and energy into her her job um you know you you would become a pit you'd be ensnared into those type of um entrapments of of um loving your money you know the love like the scripture said the love of money the lust of money um, is the root of all evil okay so if she would be get in that trap um and then not only that i mean um, once you devote yourself all the time to your job, you know you fall into this scripture here where it, it warns you of these things and tells you of what what 's to be because if you spend all your time on your career, not your time on your spirit and your um, your fear perfecting your fear of the heavenly Father and um becoming one of the stature and the measure of Christ, if you constantly on the job. And you don't have you don't take time to study the scriptures and and follow the words of Christ first um, John, John chapter two, verse 616, it tells you this: it says, "For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So that pride of life, oh I got this job, I got this stature, all of the, those things those are not of the heavenly Father and this is the key verse 17. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So, if you, you know, if you're constantly caught up, you know, you never understand, like the scripture says here, that this world will pass away. We're not saying be um, a vagabond and be broke, but the bottom line, according to the scriptures, we're saying put the Heavenly Fathers first. And the Heavenly Father, add all those things that you need. And then didn't the scriptures also tell you what Christ said? He says, I go prepare you a place in my, house, in, in my Father's house and many mansions. So the, the true riches are with, with Christ. You know, this stuff is, like we say, temporal. It's only for a minute. So if you constantly uh, being into that careerism like, like the brother was bringing out, you're going to miss your true, your true reward from the Heavenly Father in Christ, which is eternal life and, and doable riches forever in righteous. Okay.
1: All right. And that's the that, that's the most important thing it is in life is to uh you know do those uh things for yourself by following the scriptures so that you uh achieve salvation. Uh we do have a visitor to the virtual living room and uh the visitor is calling from telephone number ending in five two one five. And, and visit if you would go ahead and give us your uh name and your comment of question we are discussing uh, the Career
0: Woman. All right, uh, brothers, this is a Mind Buffalo. Most high Christ bless everybody. Hello, Amon.
1: How are you? All right.
0: I was calling because I've been on my career for about 20 years, coming up in January. One of the dynamics I wanted to hit at concerning this matter, which is real important, what a lot of women in our nation do sleep is, well, first of all, with a woman. I find that most women that I deal with, we're pretty much the same. We like things, we like items, we like to buy. We like to have, and we get caught up in that. Even in the scriptures, you have to be careful because that's consuming. We like to have nice things and go-go. We're living in a world where we are allowed to be exalted on jobs, you know, a lot of times above our men. And just being out and working in the field that I work in, some of the things that I know that is very important that the woman, especially the woman of our nation, has to watch is when you're out in these work fields in this career, you're dealing with the envy, the strife, the malice, contention, perversion. Okay, these are the forces that you're out in this world dealing with. Me being a married woman, some of the things that I deal with on my job is no, the men especially a lot of men of other nations, they'll target in at me, not necessarily on like a sexual attempt or anything, but they'll do certain things to me, and it is blatant that it's to destroy my husband. So if I go out into this work field and I'm not dealing with Christ, there's so many different variables that you'll have people because contrary to what a lot of people believe, uh, the so-called Negro woman is the easiest target for men of other nations. And when you're out here pursuing careers, you're going to deal with these cats from these other nations. And just what they see from us on BET and their image of that black woman, she's very dumb, she's very lusted. They want her, and she's very easy to get because she's not instructed. They have so many games that they play to get you. That's more of what the plight of a single woman. She's so consumed with the lust of this life, and the things that this life has to offer that she's blind to what is actually going on around her. And the only, only defense she has, because she is out there in this world on a level that we weren't in back in the times of ancient times, okay? We were precious. We were at home. It was a different order. You know, that virtuous woman at 31, she wasn't going inside the prison cells with cats, bringing home money. It wasn't that type of party, but now the game has changed you got to make sure when you're going out there, you're following the instructions of Christ because that's the only way you're going to see what's coming at you. Nothing in this work field, okay, I'm almost 50 years old. I've been working a long time. Nothing in this work field if you pursuing a career or whatever, that's beautiful. and nothing wrong with that. But your game in righteousness has definitely got to be tight and stay tight when you're out there. You can't mm-hmm. exhaust yourself. You can't be puffed up you got to know what you're there for. you got to walk honorable before the Lord. That's where you're going to get your respect. you got to know that cats are going to bring conversation to soothe your lust. They're going to bring you compliments. They're going to stab you behind your back, especially if they know that you and your husband's game is tight. They are going to be in a perpetual state to destroy your man. And if you out there in that world without that kind of guidance, it's very easy. You could come home. Bringing demons into your house, and and your husband is stressed out. Your kids are out of order. You a single woman. Next thing you know, you two legs up with a, all kind of different seeds of other nations going up in you, and you dealing with all of this in the plight to pursue a career. That career thing and that workforce is one of the main facets in this life where people abuse people that are not mm-hmm. God. Wow. I just wanted to hit at that you know, on that career woman thing. I mean, it is what it is. Your man, you and him decide you're going to go out there and make that money. Ain't nothing wrong with that, okay? But it's nothing but money. Money is a defense for you and him to grow, build, be something for your children when your days come to an end. That has not changed. When you leave this earth, your kids should have some type of inheritance, if you can do it, okay, where they can pursue their life, Lord willing, and righteousness, and keep, you know, give them a little cushion to keep that thing going. But this career thing, oh, I got a good-paying job, and, you know, I got this, I got Cindy, I got Gucci, Versace, and my house has this, and my house has this. It's that mentality, and women know I'm talking, that that's how we're built up. That mentality and that mindset is what gets you caught out there, that lust of the world. That's why when the scriptures say, not to pursue the things that are on this earth, but the things that are in heaven, that's in Colossians. That's where you got to keep your mindset. And it's easier for me to see it now because I'm at the tail end of my career. But those okay. younger women that are coming along, okay, it's very easy to get caught up in this madness that's going on. It's a spiritual warfare big time. When you send that woman out there to that workforce, okay, because she don't have to be a looker she don't have to be fine, but some demon out there is going to target that woman because she's walking in Christ. And, so, so now, and that's what she's got to be careful
1: of. So now, um, uh, you know, just just to kind of summarize or paraphrase what you're saying here, uh, here, here you have a, a woman, she has uh, just finished up her training, whether she had to go to college or technical school or whatever type of training it is. Now she has commenced her career. Uh, are, are you saying... It sounds like what you're saying is that that is the point where she really needs to uh be strong in the scriptures, and if yeah. she's not strong in the scriptures, then there will be someone that's going to prey on her to uh entice her to commit all kinds of atrocious sins at the at the sake of you know with the intent of a
0: First, to the happiness you know to because we as women don't see. Number one, we as women don't see the game that men play. Number two, those who are not in the scriptures see even less than those mm-hmm. that are. So when you step into that workforce, first of all, the workforce is competitive. It's dog-eat-dog. Dog. So when mm-hmm. you step stepping out there, you got cast that's only going to give you your position if you're laying with them, you know what I'm yep. saying? It's most high that's going to come along and get you that position in righteousness because they're going to slip up. And then mm-hmm. he's gonna lay that pump in your lap and they are gonna have to give it to you anyway. And that's the patience that you have to have where the most high will increase you in your job. All you have to do is just go to work, deal diligently righteously in the scriptures on your job and the most high will increase. He said, Seek the kingdom of heaven first. Plus the Lord said it's an easy thing for him to make a rich a poor man rich. So you increase in your job, that ain't no big deal. You know, but right. it's the patience that you have to have. It doesn't come the first three years on your job, you gotta wait years working a job for that increase to come. As you increase in righteousness, you increase in blessings. You know, and then everybody isn't made to be big followers with money, so you be patient with whatever the Lord gives you. You know, on this earth, but just don't get caught up in this pursuit in this um, paper mache kingdom. You know, Cause okay. It's just, it's
4: let, me, let, me, <laughs> let me. Let me
1: yeah. ask you, Alma. Uh, um, uh, and, and and brothers also uh you know we, we we see here from uh the examples that's being bought out that uh this woman is subject to be enticed to sleep with somebody in order to advance her career. are there other kinds of things that would be in violation of, that someone might be enticed to do in order to advance their career- as a young in, a young female individual starting out a career
4: you know if and I know that the sister can definitely attest to the fact that you know you may have enticements to break the Lord's Sabbath day when you're dealing with those careers. You know, that, That I mean, well, listen, do some overtime. you got to work on Saturday. Why don't you do this? Now, here it is, it's not something, they're not forcing this on you. they laying this out for you and trying to entice your lust. That's another uh, example of certain things that will have you uh, enticed to break the Lord's commandments in order to advance. And there are many other mm-hmm. things. But, there's but, that, a key but thing. that's not really as bad as as, as uh, sleeping with somebody, is it?
1: It's that the same judgment.
4: It's the same judgment, brother. You know, when, when the Lord's is bad, is what you're saying? What I'm saying is, the Lord, the judgment for breaking the Lord's Sabbath day and the judgment for adultery is the same. It's death. It, you know, it's a capital crime as far as the Mosai is concerned. We're not, we can't put it, the boundaries on how, you know, well, this is more wicked than this. The Mosai gave the same judgment for both. So the whole thing is our focus is supposed to be on not trying to measure between the Lord's commandments, but trying to keep them and obey them. And there's a few key things I want to point out in what the sister was bringing out. One of the main things is that, yes, she was on this job for a very long time, but it hasn't become her life's work, her life's focus. Remember, everything at she said. It was. <laughs> <laughs> at one time it was. it was. She came to that understanding. Well, I came
0: into great under, greater understanding in Christ it most certainly was, you know. Yeah. I, I was, I, everything was the money I made, you know. You know, you talking 20 years. You look back 15, 13, 15, 18 years ago. Oh, I thought I was what? A man couldn't tell me nothing. With my husband, I don't need a man. Yo, stop. Do whatever I need. I got my own money, you know. So it was mercy the most high in the growth and understanding in the scriptures. You know, that got me, you know, you know to where I am now and I'm I'm speaking in reflection back in my youth. To where I am now, and it's very clear to me where it's like, yo, don't don't get caught up in that dollar, you know, and that pursuit or, or Satan make you think, oh, you make a sixty, seventy, eighty grand now, you know, you you're sitting on some type of elevation on this life. You ain't sitting on nothing. You about to get played, you know. You and know, the virus, you? I'm sorry. Go ahead.
4: No, no, no. Go ahead, sis. I'll let you finish the point.
0: No, I'm done with that particular point.
4: You know, when they, that aspect that this sister's mentioning, that's exactly what Titus 2 is going into, you know, the age sisters being able to sit down with these younger sisters and let them understand exactly what's going on. That's when the scriptures talk about to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, obedient to their own. They have the experience in order to guide younger sisters on how to maintain that balance in the household, how to carry themselves, how to maintain that clarity of thought, that's exactly what the scriptures are talking about and why that absolute need is there for these older sisters to be clear-minded, sober, and then go forth and show that example to the younger sisters because if they don't, that younger sister is going to get played that way.
2: Right.
1: That's 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 an excellent excellent point that you're bringing up there, Kabat. brothers
0: in our nation, even with, you know, our own men, not even always looking outside but looking in. And brothers just naturally want to see how weak the next brother's game is. You know what I'm saying? So put mm. little stuff out there to just to see how you're going to respond. You know what I'm saying? And you have to be diligent. The scriptures I've told guys where it's like, listen, how are you, you going to play my husband out like that? You know, where are you at? You know, you what are you talking about? You have to be direct with them and let them know I'm yeah. You know, you don't want me. I ain't got nothing for you physically, but you're trying to see what you can get. Just see how weak my game, my husband's game is because that's where their mindset is. Mm-hmm. You understand know what I'm saying? That jealousy and that envy. They see that woman walking in order. You know what I'm saying? She's not into the sex game, you know, that most people are on my job anyway. So it's like they're going to throw little things out there just to see, oh, well, I, I ain't able with her, but I know I can get that. You know, just all kind of games that you have to be alert when you out there as a woman, because we're weak as And the only way you can, I can see what I see, and a lot of women that I know don't see it, is because it's the scriptures, number one, and I listen to my husband tell me and instruct me on the game that's out there. You, you've been, not that I've been, to, you know, I'm not a perfect wife. I'm still growing in Christ. But that particular thing with me walking outside this door and another cat weakening in my husband's household, it ain't going to happen.
1: That's that's a very very good point, and we we definitely want to go more into that point because we wanna we wanna really focus in on talking about the um, the career woman and her family, which definitely includes a husband. Uh, but before we do that, we're gonna to go to an announcement, and we, when we come back, we're gonna discuss that. And Alma, if you're able to stick around with us, uh, we certainly appreciate it. All right, brothers and sisters. At this time, please accept our invitation to visit us in the virtual living room to discuss today's topic. Comments or questions are eagerly encouraged, whether they agree or disagree with the viewpoints expressed by those involved in the program. To visit us in the virtual living room, please call 646 716 7749. Also, you can visit our website at T-H-E-V-O-C-C dot com or you can email us at bodyofchrist at ureach dot com ureach you is the letter U followed by the word reach. So that's bodyofchrist at ureach dot com or call us at one Eight seven one one seven one two. This program is broadcast live each Sunday at 2pm Remember to visit us right now in the virtual living room by calling 646 716 7749 Now, back to today's show Okay, brothers and sisters, uh, we are back. Um, we are discussing the career woman, and uh, right now we're about to discuss, uh, really focus in on uh, the impact that a woman's career has on her family. And um, I, I believe that's, we're going to find out it's fairly significant. Uh, We've got a visitor, so just one moment here. Let's go ahead and invite this visitor in. Hello, visitor uh, calling from last four digits seven zero six four. Uh, go ahead and give us your name and your question or comment.
5: Hey, I just wanted to say shalom to everyone. This is Abaja calling from uh, Atlanta.
1: Hello, Abaja.
5: How are you? Christ am you. My friend, Christ Yes, I just um I was listening to the show and I just had just a couple of points to add briefly because I know we're kind of pressed for time. Um, just going, just kind of you know pigtailing the. Bad choice. words, just kind of going off of uh, you know what the sister was bringing out, and just the whole you know the whole spirit of the show. I wanted to go to uh, Proverbs chapter seventeen and verse sixteen, where it says, "How much better it is to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding rather than to be chosen than silver." So the scriptures is telling us, you know, in light of what we're saying and the show and everything, the scriptures is showing us that it's better to get wisdom than gold and understanding rather than choice silver because filtering everything that we do through the scriptures, that's what's going to keep us focused on pleasing the most high so that when he blesses us with those things that we don't go astray and allow that to become, you know, take precedence over what we're supposed to be doing. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with us, you know, a man or a woman pursuing a career, as that's been, you know, said. But the thing is, is that everything is filtered through the scriptures, as far as the decisions that we make, as far as how we advance, and you know that that's how we that's how we direct our lives. But um, the other point that I wanted to make was going into, um, I'm not sure if y'all uh, touched on this, was even just going into Proverbs the 31st chapter about you know the virtuous woman, and. The thing about it is, a lot of times, you know, people perceive, you know, oh, this this woman is in the scriptures. Oh, she must be barefoot, you know, at home with a bunch of kids running around. But when you read through some of those points in the thirty-first chapter, it goes to show you that part of her, you know, her duties as a woman according to the scriptures in running a household, it shows you that it says that she go, you know, she perceiveth the um, that she perceiveth uh, the land and goes out to buy it. Okay because I'm, I'm not going to go through and read the whole thing, but the whole thing is is that you go through and you read those verses. It's showing you that this woman is educated. It's showing you that this woman is knowledgeable. She It shows you that basically you look at some of the things that It's running a household is, is parallel to running a business. Yeah. Okay. It's very, it's very similar, almost identical to running a business because not only are you controlling the money, it even goes into about how she uh, orders the servants to do certain things. So she has people under her that she's directing. Mm-hmm. So you know, this the thing is, is that you know a lot of people uh, uh, get the position of a woman according to the scriptures as you know in a negative light. It's like okay, well they just all they do is they just stay home and take care of the kids and they just barefoot and they don't know anything. But that's not the case. So you know, we Still just need morning. to you know make sure that. You know, bottom line is that everything that we do is filtered through the scriptures. So now, you, you
1: want to a son, uh, Abacha just brought a, a very, very good point about this perception that people have that when you when a woman is following the scriptures, that uh, basically she's barefoot, pregnant at home, you know, chasing after children, uh, and people have this other uh, thing in mind about what success is. They see, you know, the, the nice house, you know, four or five bedrooms two, three-car garage, uh, two real nice, <clears throat> almost new vehicles parked in the in the driveway. And you got a, a husband and a wife that they leave sometime early in the morning, uh, go off and do their thing. They get back late at night. They've done their thing. They are uh, polished. Everything is well organized. It's just a well-oiled machine, and they are making money. They're making money. They go on real nice vacations. They're taking cruises. They go out on nice dinners. Uh, They're doing those kind of things. Their kids have the best. They're dressed up real nice and all that. They And and that is that lifestyle is provided by their careers. Now, is there anything wrong with aspiring to do that? Is there anything well, wrong for a woman to support her husband in aspiring to have those things? Um,
3: There's it's nothing wrong with wanting those things, but you have to look at If you're a follower of Christ, the Most High in Christ, you're going to look at success, how the Most High and Christ outlined it. And according to what was outlined, that's not success. Real success, true success is when you fear the Heavenly Father, keep His commandments, follow His Son, Christ, all right, and raise your household in order. Okay, now, once you do those things, raise your household in order, what I'm saying is by the command, law, statutes, commandments of the Heavenly Father, by the Spirit of Christ, by the doctrine of Christ. Then those the heavenly Father will add those things to us I mean those success is not being able to go out on a on a big cruise, Okay, because you go out on a cruise, who knows how many um instructions that that are given by the heavenly Father you break all right for example, mm-hmm. in this world um one thinks that eating shrimp and lobster scallops and all and all these things is 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 eating delicacy, but according to the word of the heavenly father that's, those things are an abomination. Mm-hmm. Or what if you go um, and go out and, on the on the big time cruise or whatever on on the Sabbath and you, and you know you're not keeping the commandments you're not remembering the Sabbath day and keeping it holy, you're eating breakfast that morning, cooking lunch and everything else. So you know you you, you have to um, outline and pad your success by the, the words of the Heavenly Father, which is found in the Holy Bible, according to Jesus Christ. Now and now if you do that and you go on a cruise, so be it. But remember that that's I mean it's just a cruise. You know, your 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 success will come. the The whole goal of the scriptures is to what? Prepare ourselves for the kingdom of heaven. So that's mm-hmm. true success right there.
1: You know. Okay. So so, to you know, what you're saying then? If you do those things that you're supposed to do by by the scriptures, you may have those things, um, the the house and the cars and the, and the nice vacations and all those things. You may have those things anyhow. Is that what you're suggesting? Yes. Yeah. Okay, the is there well, a guarantee you know, that you're gonna have those
3: things though? Uh that's between the most high and Christ. I, I'm not I'm just a servant. So whatever the Lord uh, grants his servants to have, so so let it be.
1: You know? Okay, but but so suppose suppose you're the type of person that's what you want. You want salvation, but you really do want these things. You know, you, you want those nice things. Suppose that's the case. Suppose you that you're that woman. You really want those life things, and and not only, you know, are you trying to do your best to to advance your career, but you know you, you want you want salvation also. You realize it's important because you know that one day that you're going to die, and you want things to go well with you later on, okay? Mm-hmm. But right now you're living in this life, and you want to you have the trap and success. So you are uh, not only. Pursuing your career, but you're also supporting and encouraging your husband to pursue a career too. You know, is there anything wrong with that?
3: No, I mean, like okay. you said, again, uh, no. Again, no. Got to work, D, but I mean, you're not going to put that that drive of getting money above the drive of pleasing the Heavenly Father. So okay. now, you know, let the chips fall where they may, as long as you keep the commandments in Christ and follow that doctrine.
1: Okay so uh K- uh, Kazakia, uh take take the same kind of situation but now let's take it uh a little bit overboard where this per- this woman is a care- careerist she's a- she's involved in careerism um what are the potential consequences to her family as a result of her careerism
2: um let's 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 read here again Let's read Ecclesiastes 27 and uh, verse 3. It says, unless a man hold himself diligently in the fear of the Lord, his, his house shall soon be overthrown. Now, yes, the scripture says, unless a man hold himself, because the scripture is also tell you in Ezekiel 34 and 31, that the flock of my pasture are men, as thus saith the Lord. This does not mean that the woman cannot hold herself diligently in the fear of the Lord because we, uh, the brother alluded to it in Titus Chapter 2. She, she has just as much of responsibility to keep the commandments as well as teach the younger women and be that example, so forth and so on. Now, to answer your question, if the woman is, is, is uh, more caught up in her career than keeping the commandments and, and dealing with her family, then same thing. The household will fall. You're going to have the children out of order disobedient disrespectful not being taught not being dealt with not being uh, not being disciplined that, that that whole family structure will collapse uh, it, it, in, in the event that you, the husband's at home and he may he may not be as far up the corporate or the career ladder as the woman guess what if the woman is not there to be in, to be in that pillar of rest to be that, that pillar of support for a husband, then, Lord forbid! But you stand, you you run the um. Excuse me, you run the risks of husband seeking out or seeking somebody else to be that that, that pillar or rest of uh, finding finding himself interested in other things or dealing with other things outside of the realm of the marriage or of between him and his wife. So, for the woman that has that career, guess what? There is nothing wrong. No one here is saying that there is any, there's something wrong with having a career. No one is saying that. What we are saying, well, what I am saying, according to thus say of the Lord, is do not let the career take you from your responsibilities of first and foremost being that servant of the Heavenly Father in Christ. It doesn't matter if you are the, of the career man or the career woman. Because here again uh, in Ecclesiasticus, I have to read it for emphasis. Ecclesiasticus chapter 11. Verse 14, prosperity and adversity, life and death, poverty and riches come of the Lord. This is the heavenly Father that, that blessed you with the job to get the prosperity. How is it that you're going to put that job that the Lord blessed you with above the Lord himself? That, again, is idolatry. For every man or every woman, they have to establish that for themselves. The scriptures gives us the basis. The scriptures gives us the foundation as well as the edification, but we have to make the decision, all right, here's where I am in my job or my career, excuse me, since we're talking about careers. Here's where I am. I have my family. I have my husband. Since we're talking about the career woman, I have my family. I have my husband. I'm, I'm at a... But if I go further, if I, go, if I try to ascend to this particular point right here, then my husband and my family go lacking. And according to the scriptures, they cannot lack. The, the most high comes first. So my service to God goes lacking. And in my service to God, that lacks also my husband and my family. That's idolatry. It's supposed to be my service to God, uh, husband, and family, and then the career. Oh, yeah, while, while I'm thinking about it, uh, Luke chapter 6 and verse 25. Uh, we, we, we alluded to it last week. We talked about it briefly last week. But uh, the scripture is still relevant to what we're talking about this week in Luke chapter 6 and verse 25. And it says, <clears throat> uh, bear with me one second, please. Luke chapter 6 and verse 25. Ooh, did I say that right? Oh, nine and 25. I apologize. Luke chapter 9 and verse 25. It says, uh, for what is a man advantaged if he gained the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? Since we're talking about the career woman, what is a woman advantaged if she makes it to the courts all the way up the corporate ladder? She's CEO. She's the president. She's the president of that, uh, of that particular corporation. She's got uh, money, money at her disposal. She has extremely nice house. Extremely nice car Everything that this world has to offer But she has broken a commandment She has basically sold her soul She has basically sacrificed her salvation To get it
1: Okay All right. Well, uh, Kabar, uh, we, we're talking about The career woman and we're talking about We're focusing on the impact That uh, her career may have On her family uh, To really bring that point home Let's talk about the duties What What duties does a woman have at home, because we understand that a man has certain responsibilities and duties to his family, but then th- doesn't the wife and mother also have certain res- duties and responsibilities? So would you kind of go a little bit into talking about how those duties and responsibilities uh, interact with the career and, and what they're, uh, what's, what's appropriate and what's inappropriate in that whole interaction between the duties at home and the duties to your career? Yes. You know, and, and I, I definitely
4: want to continue to refer back to the real-life example that the sister brought out, Sister Amada called in and brought out, because you see, you know, she's been on her job for, you know, quite a long time. Um, and she has, you know, she's come to that understanding, grown to that understanding of what actually comes first. She was in a position where she put the world first, got the understanding, and realized that's not what I'm supposed to put first. It's supposed to be Christ the Most High Christ, my husband, like it says, 1 Corinthians 11th chapter. Now, everything from then on was about how do I, whatever she was doing in the world was all about enhancing her relationship with the Most High Christ, with her husband, her household. Everything was about extracting, right, using the world as not abusing it, extracting the resources of the world to build her her relationship in Christ with her husband and her household. That's what it was all about. It wasn't about becoming anything in the world, getting any status. It was about, listen, it's about the most High am Christ. I'm going to take from here to put here. Okay? Now, the primary focus, uh, Titus chapter 2 and verse uh, 2, Titus chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, give you a brief overview about it uh, as far as that young woman. Uh, Titus 2 and 4, that they supposed to teach young women to be sober, meaning clear-minded, to love their husbands, to love their children, Okay, to be discreet, meaning having good judgment in how they behave and the words they use. Chaste, meaning how they carry their body, making sure it's with all purity. Keepers at home, managing, organizing, directing the household. Uh, it says, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blessing. Now, what we want to do is let's, tr- let's chase it out. Let's see some, it, that's the overview with the details. Proverbs chapter 31, start at verse 10, when it says, Who can find that virtuous woman? I'm just going to hit point for point. It says that her, first of all, that that virtuous woman is far above rubies in verse 11. It says, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her. As a matter of fact, the Most High doesn't tell you to trust anybody except in a situation when it comes about trusting that woman that the Most High gave you. It It doesn't ever tell you to trust in a man at any time, it's always telling you to trust the Most High Christ. You know, the other time to tell you you can trust in a human being is that woman that the most I gave you.
1: As far as that's a I, real interesting point.
4: Yeah.
1: Now. And, and you know, the reason why I say that's such, such an interesting point It's because Eve bought something to Adam, and now which 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 him agreeing with it really was against all of us. Okay.
0: Yeah. But now
1: we have scriptures that's pointing to this virtuous woman who this man his heart trusts in. That's very interesting. yeah.
4: But go ahead, and, and that's exactly the point. This, when a woman, when a man and a woman is 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 actually one flesh in Christ, with that true understanding, she will give her life at a drop of a dime to protect her husband, and she's not going to allow anything to come in between that relationship, and she will sacrifice whatever she needs to in order to maintain that. The end. Verse twelve would tell you. Uh, she would do him good and not evil all the days of her life. You see that? That's why the scripture says you can trust in that virtuous woman because the Most of placed his spirit in that daughter and gave her to you. That's the only reason you can do that. Um, mm-hmm. Verse 13, going into some of the things she's going to be doing. says she seek wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. All this is going on in the household. It says what? She is like the merchant ship that bringeth food from afar off. And te- now here's some specific. Verse 15. She rises also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to a maiden she's up early organizing making sure the things in her household were straight so that the day can begin to proceed in an orderly fashion it says what Fifth, uh, 16 she considereth a field and buyeth it in the fruit of her hands and she planteth a vineyard so she has understanding how to manage money all right she didn't she wasn't being micromanaged by her husband it's just like the when Sarah went to Abraham. Abraham said, listen, I know you're a wise woman. Do what's good in your sight. And she decided what judgment she was going to give. Hey, God, so on and so forth. That's when you have a virtuous and wise woman you can trust in her judgment because it's one flesh and her judgment will be the same as yours. Verse 17, she girdeth her, her strength and strengthenness her arms. She perceiveth, in verse 18, that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth, out, goeth not out by night. So check out this woman. She's up before the sun rises. And still up after the sun sets, making sure our household is taken care of. Mm-hmm. So these are these, are, and then it goes on and tells you that she's not neglected herself because when you go down, it says, uh, She is not a verse 21 she is not afraid of the snow for our household, for all her house is cold and scarlet, meaning meaning expensive and rich apparel. Okay, that's the most i blessing that he's put in the household because that one accord and that that speaking of the most High is there first. Verse 22 it says. She makes herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Is this woman not taken care? of? Is she not decked down? Is because she's focusing on the, her husband, the Most High Christ, her husband, the household? Now she's neglected. No, this woman is decked down, but she understands how to order everything and doesn't put the apparel like the world does before
1: everything else.
4: Um, let, me, let, me, let me
1: just interrupt just for a second because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this what you're what you're. Uh, Going through right now sounds very much like the picture of success that people have in their mind about what goes on here in America. I personally, but, but she's she's not going about it the same way people in America go about it. Exactly, and you see, you was able to get a real
4: life example when the sister called in, and yes, you see, all of these things that she's extracting the resources of the world to build her household. It's not she's not. Uh, extracting her own spiritual resources to build the things in the world. It's mm-hmm. a complete reverse, and this is a problem. I personally dubbed, you know, Proverbs chapter 31, starting verse 10, the perfect woman, because it gives you a detailed blueprint on how the mindset of a woman, the actions of a woman, all of the details that you need to be there are present. Now, this is an interesting note. Proverbs 31 is what a woman told her son another woman is the, the, the right woman is supposed to be like. Let's not forget that because Proverbs 31, verse 1, it says, the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. See, now we're going back into that Titus, the second chapter, about those elder women, how they're teaching and guiding, and they were instruct not first and foremost, that younger woman, but also, you see, how she, that woman, because she has wisdom, she can teach her own sons and daughters the right way. So that mother can say, listen, I'm going to tell you what a real woman is. Boom. Now look the world is going for that's shorty just a fake. Okay, she's fake, she's real. That's a real sister right there because he know what characteristics to look for. Right. Right. So now so now so the scriptures are breaking it down point for point exactly what a woman's supposed to be like. If you ain't listen, there's nothing to argue about, sister. This is what the scripture says. If if you're a miss, this is what you have to measure up to. Okay, this is the true success. When you bring your own self on the level of this then you are true a true woman, then you're a true daughter of God. Then you standing in the in the right light you're supposed to be standing in. Unless you, if you're not measuring up to this, you you failed. The end. Just like a man, the most I give the man that 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 a standard of the fullness or the measure of Christ that he's supposed to measure up to. If he don't measure up to that, I don't care how much money you, you got. You failed. So it's the standards of the scriptures and it's always putting the most high Christ first. And then all those things will be added. You can't find a forefather who was poor and destitute. The Most High always blessed them. But it was the understanding that they always had that it's not the money first, it's not the things, it's the Most High Christ and everything else will be
1: added. The focus is there, my focus is in the right place, now everything can be set up in the right order. You know, uh, I have a question, and uh, Ma dropped off, and I think this would be a perfect question for her, so if she listened and she'd call back in, and I'd appreciate it, and she'd just respond to this question. And the, and the question is, you know, for a woman to do these kinds of things, you know, uh, because on some level, you know, it appears that she's sacrificing her career for the sake of her family and for the sake of being obedient to the Most High in Christ, okay? Mm-hmm. Isn't isn't that like a show of weakness? Isn't that like uh, just really rendering yourself subservient and uh, you know uh, abasing yourself? You know, doing things for yourself that you shouldn't be doing. You know, isn't that what's going what's going on? Don't you yeah, have that? to do, go through all that in in order to do what the scriptures is suggesting here?
4: Uh, I'm not really. If another brother really understands what the brother is
1: asking, you can even answer the well, question. I'm not really. I I, I I'll, I'll rephrase it. Okay. Um, you you've heard the phrase "strong black woman." Mm-hmm. In order to do that, don't you have to be a weak black woman?
2: No. n uh, now that you put it that way, strong black woman. Okay, Let, let's let's get past the worldly uh, worldly, and, uh, worldly nomenclature. Uh, strong Israelite woman is that woman. Who understands that it's the Most High, Christ, the husband, her place, and the children. The Most High has, has established an order. Uh, <clears throat> if I could just read it right quick. Uh, this is First uh, Corinthians chapter eleven and verse three. So, uh, so let's see. First, first Corinthians eleven and three. But I will have you know That the head of every man is Christ And the head of the woman is the man And the head of Christ is God So in that verse right there Explains the order Of how the Most High Has, has, H-A-S, has established it Ever since Genesis That's how it's been So if so, for a woman Who is understanding or knowledgeable Of the scriptures One and two she's applying the scriptures She knows that it, that this is this is the role that I play. This is the position that the Most High gave me, and these are the responsibilities that come in that position. And if that woman, that, that woman is uh, playing, not, I apologize, that's the wrong word to use, if that woman is assuming that role and she's maintaining the responsibilities associated with that role, in no way, no matter whatsoever, is that weakness. That is strength, and that strength comes first and foremost from the Lord. Because she is doing what thus saith the Lord has commanded for her to do, so no, that is that that is not that is no sign of weakness, none whatsoever. The world may call that weakness, but that's that's not what the Lord calls it. And uh, we should be concerning ourselves with what the Lord establishes as weak and strong, so forth and so on, rather than what the world establishes that establishes that. Okay, very good. Hey, just
1: a moment. Let's go here and let this visitor in. Uh, visitor from five two one five, go ahead and give us your name and your question or comment.
0: Is that for me? This is Amar calling back.
1: Yes, Amara, thank you so much for calling back. Yeah, okay. the question, the question I had. Did you hear the question I had?
0: Uh, say it one more time.
1: Uh, the question is, um, if you were, uh, Kabar went through Proverbs thirty one and it talked about, you know, how this woman was rising there early and all the various and sundry things that she did. Uh, in her household, the work that she was doing and so forth. That, you know, uh, on some level, because of the things that she had, she appeared to have some wealth and so forth. On some level, it will appeal to uh, the American women, okay? On some level, that would appeal to them. But she, we we understand that the woman that describes the virtuous woman is one that's obedient to her husband, She's looking after her husband's welfare. And Kabbalah even pointed out that, you know, this is the type of woman that she will actually lay lay down her life. She's going to resort to protecting her husband at all costs, okay? Her husband, her children, her family, all those kinds of things. She's going to be strictly obedient to the scriptures. Nothing gets in the way of that. Now, we've often heard what a strong black woman is. And strong black women, they don't go about sacrificing their careers for any man, Okay? So don't you have to be a weak black woman in order to go and do the things that the Scriptures is calling for? Don't you have to uh, render yourself subservient and weak? Well,
0: don't, could one of the brothers go in the Apocrypha to Ecclesiastes? Please, don't go to the Apocrypha, I'm sorry. It's in the Bible, Ecclesiastes 4 and read 11 and 12. All
4: right, From Ecclesiastes you. chapter 4. Verses 11 and 12, it says, uh, again, if two lie together, then they have heat. How can one be warm alone? Verse 12, and if one prevails against him, two shall withstand, and a three, four cord, cord is not quickly broken.
0: All right, that's what's up. There. Your strength, as far as the strength is concerned, when you're in a marriage, you're not a uh, a separate entity, the two of you are one. And if you're dealing in the scriptures as one unit, as the scriptures say, according to the scriptures, the husband is running his house according to the scriptures, and you two agree on how things are going to be dealt with according to the scriptures, even in the workplace, and that's where, you're, that's where your strength is at, you know. That's a threefold court, you know, and it can't be broken. When you're talking about strength, you're talking about the strength according to the scriptures, not the strength according to, you know, someone's uh, worldly ideal of being strong. A lot of times that worldly ideal of strength is a quick indicator that that woman is out of order. You know, that's and where she's at doesn't pan out with the scriptures. On that note, I'm going to leave. And it was good being on the show, brothers. Most high Christ bless everybody.
1: Okay. Well, thank you so All much right, for I'm calling sure. back in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So um when we, we we talk a lot about uh the impact on uh the family. Uh want to talk a little bit about the impact on the community at large. Uh because you know we have those concentric circles, you know, uh we have our, our immediate family, those people who live in the house with us and we have our extended family, our cousins and so forth. And then outside of that, we have our circle of friends and those people that reside in our community. So now we have a woman who is involved in careerism. It, 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 can that careerism adversely impact her community? And and if so, how does that happen? Anybody can jump in on this one. Well, um,
5: I'm looking for that
2: scripture. Where's that scripture range? I'm looking for it in uh, Colossians. Uh, Chapter 4 Yep, there it is Colossians chapter 4 verse 5 It says, walk in wisdom toward them That are without redeeming the time So what we're supposed to be walking in Men and women uh, Is the wisdom of the scriptures The understanding of Christ We're supposed to be walking in that To those, when it says uh, Toward them that are without Meaning those who don't understand Those in the community who, don't, who haven't repented and have not yet attained the understanding in the, uh, through, uh, the, of the scriptures, the wisdom, excuse me, through the application of the scriptures. So as far as the community being affected, what, what happens is, as far as the community being affected, what happens uh, in, in, in a lot of cases is that the parent uh, or the woman at work, working, she's, she's uh, working long hours, so forth and so on, then the children are neglected then the children are neglected and and, and uh, they're not being taught, they're not being raised, they're not being dealt with, they're not being disciplined, they're out in the community being uh, for lack of better words, being gremlins, being demons, being wild, being out of order because that that, that discipline structure is, is is not being enforced in the household. So looking at the scripture from another aspect, how can you walk in wisdom? Walk in the understanding of Christ if you're always at work. How can you let your light shine to, uh, toward men and, and women? It doesn't matter. How can you let your light shine like Christ says you're supposed to let your light shine if you're always at work? You're not taking any of the time to devote to studying the Scriptures, to, uh, to meditate in the Scriptures. Like the Lord said, we all are supposed to do. So in, that, in those two particular aspects, and there are other aspects as well, but in those two particular aspects, that's how the community uh, can be affected because we're supposed to eat uh, I hate to use this uh, common knowledge each one teach one when it's, when it's according to the scriptures that's how the community is built that's how the community gets that that firm solid foundation in Christ but if brothers and sisters are learning are meditating in the scriptures are being those lights like Christ said for us to be those lights in other words those examples how can it how can that community
1: be edified it cannot mm-hmm. okay all right very good we have a uh, another visitor to the virtual living room and uh this visitor has a telephone number n a n 2923 and visitor, if you would go ahead and give us your name and your question or comment please
6: um, my name is tina and my i have comments um about a couple of things one thing is um the Sister that called in, she was ta- you asked the question about, um, are you required, I think the question was, are you required um, to be weak um, in order to, what was that question again? Because I wanted to make a comment on that.
1: Uh, well, you know, you often heard about the strong black woman, and just to, uh, you know, put the question in a nutshell, uh, do you have to be a weak black woman in order to do what the scripture is suggesting that you do?
6: Yeah, I, I think when it comes to the scriptures, and the scriptures um, speak, about being a strong woman is not black, white, whoever you are. I think it is a strong woman of God. And I think that um, one of um, you or one of the brothers read earlier um, in Proverbs, um, I think it was Proverbs 31, it gave you many, many attributes of what a strong woman of God is. And there is nothing about any of those attributes that demonstrate uh, weakness on any level. Even though God has given us, most high has clearly given us an order, and that order is um, being submissive to the husband, if you have a husband, and if not understanding that you're to be submissive to God, as your husband, if you had a husband, was to be submissive to God. So I think he clearly gives us the order of things, but I think there is a weakness. In that submission, in fact, there's empowerment in that submission because you have a clear-cut road of how you are supposed to conduct yourself and what it is you're supposed to do. So I think it's, um, to the contrary, I think not only are you not required to be weak, I think it's a very strong position that you are allowed to um, hold, although we clearly know the Scripture says we women are the weaker vessel. And as far as the workplace, um, I, like the sister who called in earlier, have the um, the fortunate or unfortunate position of being responsible for many people on my job. And just like the sister, um, I, too, was quite career-oriented and wanted to strive to to get to a certain place and knew I would make millions in a certain period of time and knew exactly what my plan was to do it. But as I began to understand that that was um, the Tina plan and not necessarily the God plan and began to um, focus on God, then I realized that there are some things much more important. Um, If I could have spent more time, I was a single mother, so if I had spent more time raising my children instead of trying to raise my children from, from work, my children would have had a stronger foundation, and I wouldn't have had to try to give them that later in life. Um, So now what my responsibility is in corporate America is to make sure those employees that work for me, I make sure I push balance. I make sure that um, work is – I try to convince them and teach them that work should not be their number one priority. Although I can't tell them to believe in the God that I serve, I do clearly say to them that God should be your number one priority – and if it's not God, it definitely shouldn't be work. So in, in my home, it's, it's God first and then it's family because I don't have a husband. You can't – I also tell them that you only have one time to get that right. So don't lie about it. If you need to go to a meeting or you need to go to your child's school or whatever the case may be, don't lie about it. Say that's what it is, and then you go there. And, I mean, I try to help instill where the priority should be to the best of my ability and I try not to perpetuate the ungodly things that go on in corporate America, whether it's taking an ink pen home. I don't take an ink pen home, and I make a joke about that. I say I don't steal. That means I don't take an ink pen home. It doesn't belong to me. So I try to, to, try to exemplify a lifestyle, and I'm not perfect, but when the boss or somebody does something that's ungodly, mm-hmm. I try to pray for them instead of come back and do something ungodly back. You know how people get okay. angry and they curse? I try not to do that. So those are the things that I think we have to do kind of lead by our example to make somebody say there's okay. just something different about that person.
1: All right, brothers. Now, we have heard from uh, two career women, and uh, on, in this particular instance, here's someone that actually has responsibility for other people. And uh, so in, 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 we didn't talk about the community being your workplaces being part of your community, but that's also part of your community. And here, her actions have an impact on this part of her community, so uh, w- could you just go ahead uh, brothers and just kind of elaborate on what she's uh, brought out here about her experience uh following the scriptures at the workplace?
5: Well, the example was actually brought out in uh, proverbs thirty one where it talks about she orders her servants, like the sister brought out basically. Everything that she does and the way that she conducts herself, she basically she applies the Scriptures. And granted, like she said, no, none of us are perfect. But the thing is, everything that we do, we strive to maintain it through the example of Christ and following the Scriptures. And because um, really I just had one point to bring out, you know, just to kind of hit home, is that going to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24, what uh, what Christ was saying, he said that no man can serve two masters. And that's the point, because if we're career-minded or, you know, a man or a woman that's caught up in careerism, then guess what? Our career is our master. That's what's going to dictate our focus. That's what's going to dictate how we perceive things and how we live our lives. So that that's the whole point, and that's what we're going to use to uh, filter, if you will, the decisions that we make and how we guide ourselves, our household with our kids, the example that we leave. That's our master, and we Very can't good. serve two masters.
1: Very good point. Uh, you want I'm gonna I'm give you the last word today. Uh just kinda give us some parting words. Uh you got about, you know, thirty, forty five seconds.
3: Okay, uh parting words um it's for the women it's for the men is to the whole duty of men is to fear the heavenly father and keep his commandments. So with that that's that's all I have more to say.
1: <laughs> okay, we got a little bit of extra time, Kazakia <laughs> Oh man. Uh <laughs> the brother the,
2: the brother Basically, he alluded to what what I want to say. Whether you're a career man or a career woman, do not let that career uh, take you uh, from from your service, your duty, your responsibility first and foremost to the Heavenly Father in Christ, like the scripture says in Ecclesiastes, I believe, twelve and thirteen, that uh, uh, the brother John uh, had, uh, had quoted: uh, "Fear God and keep His commandments." For this is the whole duty
1: of man. All right, so, let's, Aaron, let's, let's Aaron, thank you so Aaron, much. Aaron, that was fond- for uh, that concludes our program for today Thank you so much And all praises to the Most High in Christ Shalom Brothers and sisters Thank you for visiting with us In the virtual living room Of the Body of Christ Church You can visit our website at T-H-E-B-O-C-C Dot com Or you can email us At BodyofChrist At newreach.com or call us at 877 871 Until our next visit, the most high in the name of Christ. Bless you. Shalom.